don't blame USC for getting sick of financially carrying their entire conference. In fact, I'm getting a little sick of carrying this network. Ebo in the morning and Billy Michaels just riding my coattails. It's ridiculous. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. We better break a ratings record on tonight's show. We better have more people listening to the show right now than ever before. Because I got so many tweets earlier today. They were calling me out on the Bill Michaels show. I originally said that I could fill in today with Ben, and then I had to back out because I had something come up. And I'm getting all these tweets. Hey, 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 why don't people listen to this show? Come listen to this. Who cares if I'm not on Bill's show? That's not my show. You have two hours to be every night. Okay, and I'll be in for Bill the rest of the week, but that's not the point. The point is, don't tweet me at 10 a.m. all frustrated that I'm not filling in with Ben and Ebo. Just come listen to the show. So, I'm hoping we set some records tonight. Highest ratings ever, most calls ever, most texts, most tweets. Come on now. Come on. Can't get mad at me at 10 a.m. and then not listen to the show at 4 Yeah, I I did originally tell Ben that I could fill in all week, and then I had something come up this morning. Uh, if you missed that on the Bill Michaels show earlier this morning, uh, some 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 drama? No, not drama. Good content, good back and forth with Ben and Zach and Ebo uh, calling me out. That's the new thing, by the way. I just I just get beat up on the Bill Michaels show. It's fine. They need the content in the morning from ten to two. That's fine. We can we can do serious sports talk on this show. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need to beat up on my coworkers for content. Although I I think that the intro that I made last week, I'm quite literally beating up on my coworkers for the sake of a joke, for the sake of content. But I, I do have high hopes that we're going to have a lot of listeners tonight. Uh, even in a week where there's not a bunch going on uh, with the way things started on our network this morning and with what the Brewers are doing, because people seem as into the Brewers right now in a bad way as they've been at any point this year, which I don't really get, but I'm a man of the people, so I'm going to play the game and we're going to talk about the Brewers tonight. My name is Grant Bills. This is the Wisco Sports Show. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Was there something weird going on this weekend that I didn't know about? I went downtown lacrosse on Saturday night, not late, uh, probably from like 9 to 11. And it was one of the weirder experiences I've ever had. We saw probably six different bridal parties or bachelorette parties. They, they, were, they weren't dressed up as though they were coming from a wedding, but they were a bachelorette party. That's what I should say. We saw five or six of those, a couple wedding parties, people were acting Weird, just bizarre. Uh, was there a full moon or was there something going on this weekend I didn't know about? Did I miss out on something? If anyone knows anything, let me know. If you want to talk Brewers, we're going to talk Packers at some point today as well. Uh, we're just going to talk NFL in a big picture way in the second half of the show. I want to talk about quarterbacks. Uh, Jeremy Fowler's ESPN rankings came out of quarterbacks, the top 10, where he asks all of the decision makers in the league and scouts and GMs and front office people and all of these different Inputs come together and they come out with this top 10 list for quarterbacks and none of it really means anything, but it's fun to talk about. And that's why we're here. So we're going to talk about the Packers and the NFL in a bigger way in the second half of the show. That's after five o'clock. 608-796-2558 if you ever want to call or text about anything. Uh, And you can tweet me at Wisco Grant if you're on Twitter. Another really easy way to get involved with the show. I've been fighting with random Brewers fans that I've never met before uh, for most of the show tonight. So or for most of the day, really. So hopefully that'll keep going. You can find me at Wisco Grant. I want to start with the weekend series, Brewers Pirates. 
And I especially want to focus on the penultimate game yesterday, the rubber match. But it seemed like a lot of things were coming to a head yesterday. Brewers fans that apparently have been upset for a long time used yesterday as a reason to finally be pushed over the top. I think yesterday's game was a straw that broke a camel's back for some Brewers fans, right? I saw folks melting down on Twitter, melting down on Facebook, and I get that's not everyone. Not everyone is mad at 24-7. Just people who hang out on Facebook and Twitter 24-7, they're mad all the time. I want to share some of the tweets that I saw and some of the messages that I saw in group chats, right? I'm in a couple group chats with my buddies. We talk about sports. We talk about whatever, right? You have a couple of these group chats, right? Whether they're on Twitter or in your actual messages or, you know, maybe you're you're doing Snapchat. I like some Snapchat group chats. Uh, not my main thing, but it's fun every once in a while. Send funny pictures back and forth. These are some of the messages and uh, some of the tweets that I saw. I saw this a lot, uh, in one way or another, in one form or another, I saw. How can you lose back-to-back series to the Cubs and to the Pirates at home? How do you lose to these bad teams? I saw that everywhere. Oh, God. Right, And then yesterday, specifically, the way the game went down, Chichi Gonzalez comes in in the eighth, and a lot of people didn't like that decision, especially after leaving Brent Suter out there because no one likes Brent Suter now either. We like him as a person. We don't like him as a player or whatever. I saw a lot of people on Twitter and on Facebook. Craig Council is an idiot with bullpen management. He's terrible with the bullpen, which could not be farther from the truth. I'm actually blown away consistently and have been since 2017, 2018 on how he navigates through games with his bullpen in clever ways, in unexpected ways. I think he's shown that he's a pretty masterful manager with relief pitching and with middle relief and with decisions on who to bring into the game at what time. But not, not yesterday, man. He, he he made one decision people didn't like yesterday. Council's an idiot. Let's put him in a home, get him some mental testing because he's an idiot. Well, why would he bring in Chichi Gonzalez? Oh, okay, whatever. Maybe we'll talk more about that later. And then as the evening rolled along, Brewers fandom yesterday and Brewers was still trending on Twitter as of a half hour ago or so when I checked. I saw... Uh, Tweets like this. This is a text that I saw from a friend in a group chat. Quote, the biggest idiots are us who continue to support Mark Atanasio by being top 10 in attendance and lining his pockets while he pinches pennies. Okay, it's just one loss to the Pirates. It's not that deep, but I guess we're pissed off. So let's do this. Another tweet that I saw, which was maybe the stupidest thing I saw yesterday. And I quote tweeted this person's tweet on Twitter and was fighting with him all day. Never met him. Don't know who he is. Tweeted this. Lots of empty seats for Sunday's day game with perfect weather. Seems like fans have finally realized the con Mark pulls every year. At least I hope that <laughs> at least I hope that they've figured it out. Hope that Brewers fans are wising up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was the day that after all these years, Brewers fans finally said, you know what? This team is pulling a con. We're not gonna go to games. By the way, there were like thirty three thousand there yesterday. There's an Elmo bobblehead giveaway. I think I think American Family Field did just fine yesterday, but whatever. See what you want to see. Uh Uh, This is another tweet I saw. I'm telling you, if he doesn't get the money for the stadium upgrades, I seriously think he may consider moving the team. It's all about money for him. Okay, so Brewers have a weird game uh, where some guys are unavailable and they lose to the Pirates on a getaway day, and now we're talking about moving the team. Okay, yep. Brewers fans are being really rational here, really normal fan behavior. Uh, Then I saw a bunch of tweets about how there's no way that they're going to re-sign Burns when the time comes because they're going to cheap out. I'm just... I'm just so confused by Brewers fans. 
And I get not all of you are upset about this weekend series. And I get not all of you are on social media. And you know what? Good for you if you're not. That's why I saved some of these things that I saw. It's like, wait, 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 wait. So Chichi Gonzalez comes in, gives up a home run in a really forgettable random game against the Pirates. Day game, getaway game where a lot of guys were sitting. And we're going to relitigate the entire future of the franchise and the management strategy of Mark Atanasio. And now the fans have finally wised up to the con of this cheap team. Would you all chill? You know, I, I know my hometown was 16,000 people. Not large, right? Not a large town at all, but there was a great community theater, right? And, and it was the Menominee Theater Guild. And they would put on great performances. I would imagine that uh, Eau Claire has, I know Eau Claire's got a great art scene. Eau Claire's got something similar. Madison is a very artsy place. They have a, a theater guild or a community theater. I know lacrosse does as well. If all of you want to act so dramatic all of the time, go audition for a play where you live. Can we, that is a more constructive outlet for whatever it is we have going on in Brewers fandom right now. Cause you all are nuts. And I know that sounds like I'm separating myself. I know the way that I'm wording this. It sounds like I am holier than that. You know what? I am a better fan than some of you because some of you are straight up nuts. I get that losing baseball games is frustrating, especially to a 36 and 50 Pirates team, okay? But I swear, anytime the Brewers lose to a team that's below 500, which, hey, guess what, is most of Major League Baseball because none of these teams are trying to win, which is a whole separate conversation. I always get texts or I see tweets, you can't even beat the Pirates? How do you expect to beat the Mets or the Dodgers or the Braves? Hey, 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 hey. Come here. Listen. Listen. Remember that time the Brewers lost really, really ugly games? Five in a row. They lost five in a row to the Pirates going into the All-Star break. Remember that? Pirates were bad then, too, because the Pirates were always bad. Oh, yeah. That was the season where they came within a few runs of going to the World Series. That team was pretty good. But they lost five in a row to the Pirates. How could they be good? You got to stop overanalyzing these random games versus teams that don't matter. We got to stop. It's a waste of time. And again, the the dramatism and the theatrics, like if you want to act nuts all the time, you want to put on a show, you you need an outlet for this this dramatic, what is the word? A dramatician inside of you. Go join the community theater. It's a great outlet. You make friends, be a good time, and you can put on a performance that actually is worthwhile because every time the Brewers lose to the Pirates, this is nuts. Radio Joe, when he used to be on with Bill Michaels, we remember Radio Joe, right? Friend of show. He used to do a really good job with this because people would call in and they'd get nuts about how the Brewers can't even beat the Pirates or the Reds who stink or, or whatever, pick a bad team. And Radio Joe would always be like, you guys, it's not how baseball works. That's not how baseball works. You can't overreact to losses to the Pirates because the Pirates are bad, right? It's not football. If the Packers lose to the 3-10 Bears in Week 15, for example, that none of what I just said makes sense because the numbers don't match up, but you, you get my point. The Bears are struggling, and they stink, and they don't have a good quarterback, and the Packers lose to them late in the year. That means something. That's a bad loss. Now, any given Sunday, but there's only 18 games, and all of these teams are going all out, or 18 weeks, 17 games. All these teams are going all out to win every single Sunday. Brewers weren't going all out yesterday. Half of their bullpen was unavailable. They're starting Jonathan Davis and Jace Peterson at two outfield spots. We can't treat this game like we would treat an NFL game where the Packers are 10-3 and and the Bears are 3-10, and and if the Packers lose, we freak out. We can't do that. If the Badgers lose to BYU in football, like they did a couple of years ago, that's a bad loss. That means something, and we put stock into that, and the College Football Playoff Selection Committee puts stock into that. We can't do the same with baseball. The Dodgers this year, class of the National League, 
unbelievable team, World Series favorites. They're one in five versus the Pirates this year. Does that mean anything? Should that mean anything? Answer me. Answer me. Do you think less of the Dodgers because they're one in five versus the Pirates? Oh, you don't think less of the Dodgers? Then what are we doing? Why are we all so nuts? All these things that we're yelling about with the Brewers. Oh, Council's an idiot. Doesn't know how to manage a bullpen. And uh, the payroll's cheap. This team's so cheap. Oh, they only care about money. They don't care about winning. And, and attendance, it didn't look full yesterday. I tell you what, these fans are wising up. Oh, my God, you sound so stupid. Okay? If the Brewers had won two extra games last week, we wouldn't be talking about any of this. We would, none of this would be brought up. And yet, Brewers fandom, you live on a constant razor's edge of thinking that your team is going to win the World Series or thinking that they're garbage and everyone should be traded. And I'm just so sick of it all. We need to stop. This is a, this is a cry for help. This isn't me lecturing. This is me extending a hand to everyone. I, there is a better way. There's a better way to do all this. If the Brewers win four or five games this week, none of what happened yesterday will have happened. All of it will be forgotten 100%. Right? People like to say after bad losses like yesterday, oh, Brewers only care about money. They don't care about winning. They're pinching pennies. If the Brewers win a couple of games this week by Friday, Brewers fans will be on Twitter saying, oh, imagine being $16 million for Anthony Rizzo. We have Rowdy and Adamas for like $7 million this year. Stupid Yankees. God, David Stearns is so smart. Like, what, what? That's what we will be talking about on Thursday, Friday, if we win a couple games. If the Brewers are winning, it's, oh, small market. We, we can't spend as much. And David Stearns is brilliant. And Mark Atanasio, give him credit. He spends money when he needs to, okay? When the team asks him to spend, he will spend. And then if the Brewers are losing, well, they really care about money and, and, and winning is second and they're 19th in payroll and that sucks and I don't care about market size. It's just, oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of it all. Brewers fans, you're killing me. And I thought the Packers were going to kill me last year. I thought Packers fans really drove me nuts. But no, no Brewers fans. And I, I am one of you. But yesterday, I didn't feel like a Brewers fan because Brewers fandom was eating itself. We're, we're, we're relitigating things we didn't need to relitigate yesterday. Oh, it's so annoying. It's like when you go get your car fixed, right? You're on a budget. I take my car in. It's like, all right, I need an oil change. And the person at the desk comes out. I'm, I'm, I'm in the waiting room. And he says, ah, well, your brakes are, are, are getting close, right? Brakes are. Brakes, we're going to need to replace some brakes pretty soon, right? I can say, oh, we can come back and do that. We can do that at a later time, right? That's fine. Give it a couple weeks, get another paycheck in the bank, and I'll come back. It's fine. You know you know what you don't do at the automobile? Or maybe you do this. I certainly don't. You go in to get your oil change, and you're like, ah, actually, let's uh, let's get new tires and uh, let's get new windows. What the hell? And, you know, need to new headlights, new windshield wipers, but naturally, and I uh, might as well get the brakes while we're there. And serpentine. You, you don't, it's, it's not what you do. But yet every time the Brewers lose, it's like, hey, can we talk about everything all at once right now? Like, can we talk about payroll and attendance and Mark Atanasio is a crummy owner? And guess what? In 10 years, he might move the team. And also, is he going to pay Corbin Burns? I know it's three years away, but I'm pissed off right now. And I want to talk about it. It's like, hey, 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 come here. Let's relax. Let's take it easy. Relax. Now, I think the Brewers are going to make some moves. And I think they're going to make moves on a level higher than what we've seen the last few seasons. And I want to talk more about that coming up next. I just think it's the correct and logical thing to do. And I think Stearns and Natanasio are logical leaders and front office people. I think Craig Council probably feels that way too. I think Craig Council thinks there are moves coming. If you really want to have fun, uh, maybe if you're on Brewer's Twitter, find the Twitter for Brent Suter's Raptor. Maybe that's an account you've seen. His real name's John Egan. 
Uh, and he put up a piece of Wisconsin Sports Heroics that was conspiracy theorizing a little bit that Craig Council put Chi Chi Gonzalez in yesterday to make a point like, hey, I got to pitch Chi Chi because Josh Hader can't go today. So, you know, if at any point you want to make a move, that'd be great because we're a little shorthanded here. <laughs> uh, Yelich is out. Wong was out. Peterson Narvaez on the bench. He still almost won yesterday. Still almost took the series. They didn't use Boxberger, Williams, or Hader. Eric Lauer and Trevor Gott had bad outings this weekend. Go read that piece. It's pretty interesting. It's called, Did Craig Council Just Play a Power Move with the Brewers roster? I think the Brewers are going to make some moves. I think they should make some moves. And I think they will because it's the logical, smart, reasonable thing to do. And I'll talk more about that. And why we should be excited for that. Why we should want the Brewers to spend a little change. Cash in some of these prospects to get good players to help the team win now and to help them win next year. Right. Let's talk about that coming up next. If you want to share your thoughts on the Brewers, give me a call or a text 608-796-2558. Twitter at Wisco Grant. We'll talk more Brewers coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Call people out. I hope you don't feel targeted by what you're saying. I just I feel like I'm pretty even keeled on the Brewers and I have a pretty good understanding of how the sport works. If the last couple of seasons have told you anything, please look at the last few seasons and tell me where teams were in July and where they were in September and October. They can be two very, very different places. The Braves, the Nationals, right? All these teams. It's not like one team comes into the season as a World Series favorite and goes all the way. That's typically not how it works. In fact, it hasn't been the last couple of years. It wasn't the case last year. So acting like some weekend series against the Pirates where the Brewers were injured and resting guys yesterday, acting like that's supposed to be any sort of official thermometer for how the Brewers are going to do this year is just nuts. And you're being miserable to be miserable. Now, I think the Brewers are going to make some moves. We started to talk about this last Friday, I think around 5 o'clock. It was a really fun conversation that we had, and I think a lot of us agreed that moving forward... We're okay with the Brewers being aggressive. If the Brewers want to trade some of their top prospects, I'm going to be okay with it. Whereas the last couple of years, I mean, you think back to 2018, it's like, well, we could maybe get Manny Machado, but I don't want to give up Keston Hira. You know, there's always been that guy where the buck stops. It's like, well, I want the Brewers to go for it, and I want them to eye a World Series and try to win at the highest level, but not if it costs Joe Brown, not if it costs Mike Smith, not if it... That one guy, we can't trade that guy. And typically that's what keeps you from acquiring the name that's going to make a difference. Look at the Cubs, the names they had to give up to get Aroldis Chapman. They don't win that World Series without Aroldis Chapman. I also think history's been revised a little bit, like the Aroldis Chapman and the um, Jose Quintana deals like prohibited the Cubs from winning in the future. No, it's because their ownership didn't want to spend. They didn't want to bring back Bryant and Rizzo and all of these studs. Well, they had to trade Eloy Jimenez. Eloy Jimenez was not going to keep them contending for a World Series. Spending on the stars that won the World Series was going to keep them in the World Series, right? So it's not like trading away one top prospect screws you over for a decade, although that's the narrative I'm sure that Cubs ownership and other teams would, would love to spin. David Stearns, trade the prospects, even the good ones if you have to. I'm not saying trade them to trade them, but see who's out there and see if you can't add a huge difference maker. Not... Curtis Granderson at the end of his career or Jonathan Scope from the Tigers because no one else wants him. That's not worth my time. Make a deal that gets me out of bed. And if it costs some good prospects, it costs some good prospects. 
right? We can talk more about my reasoning behind that, and I can explain it. I have some examples. First, let's talk to Vagabond John, 608-796-2558. What's up, John? Do you, uh, did you sleep on the ground last night, Grant? Um, I'm trying to think where you're going with this. No, I actually slept very well last night for the first time in a while. Big moment for me, actually. Really? Yeah. It sounds like you kind of woke up and chose violence today. Well, I, I tuned yeah. in about halfway through the rant. And I was like, dear Lord. Well, it's just so frustrating. This Brewers team isn't playing amazing baseball right now, and their offense isn't great. But the idea that there's so many Brewers fans that have 100% convinced themselves there's no way this team can win in the playoffs. There's no way they could get hot. There's no way. Of course they could. Right. It's not I'm not saying they're better than the Dodgers, but so many Brewers fans have just definitively said there's no way it can happen. And that's such BS. And we're smarter than that. Like, the, the, I, I don't know. It's just so frustrating, John. I think it's a case. It's, I think it's a bad case of learned helplessness from Brewer fans who are also Badger fans who are also Packer <laughs> fans. Sure. Where, I mean, you hear uh, the cousins over in Madison talk about the nut kick continuum. Where they're seeing like they they need something extreme to happen in order to have any other change because otherwise they're expecting to get into the playoffs and they're expecting to you know put up six points against the forty nine or whatever it is you know yeah. they're expecting to just collapse again and so I think it's I think it's bubbled up frustration and I think when you see these tweets from these you know fans. It's not just about the loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think as Wisconsin sports fans as a whole, I think it's this bubbled-up sense of, wow, we have a really good team. Wow, we recruited a four, a high four, low five-star quarterback. Yeah. Wow, we have a two-time MVP. And it just seems like we're just not doing enough to get over that hump. And also, my second point, is that it is the middle of July. Thank the you. only people paying attention day-to-day to baseball are absolute lunatics, right? Sports lunatics where, you know, it's like your friends that try to get you out to vote aggressively in, like, the local primary for the DA, <laughs> right? I mean, it's in, in politics. Yeah. And we're talking about the nitty-gritty dog days of summer. No one gives you know, your average sports fan is not tuning in day to day. Now, I follow baseball kind of on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah. how do we do this week? It's fair. Which leads me to say probably more sane than the person that's tuning into every single game. But I think there's two things. Uh, you have the, the, the boiled down most extreme fans that are paying attention to baseball right now. Yep. And the uh, kind of growing sense of urgency – Wisconsin sports fans are feeling that somehow was not satisfied. And I'm not saying I'm in this camp because we just had the Bucks win the championship. We're spoiled as sports fans overall. Mm-hmm. We should all acknowledge that. But there is a sense of, wow, we have really good teams consistently that are just not doing enough. See, the Brewers are, they're not a, maybe cursed franchise isn't the right word, but they're, like, we don't talk about, uh, we don't talk about how bad the Brewers have been historically enough. Right, they had one of the longest playoff droughts ever, and then they've never won a World Series. They've only been to one. Like we make fun of the Vikings because they never have a Super Bowl. At least they've been to four. Right, the Brewers have been to one, and it was forty years ago. Now, I 
that's why I want the Brewers to get really aggressive at this trade deadline and next. Like, I want them to make the moves that really outside of 2008, they haven't been willing to make, right? Because we talk about the Wolves uh, trading for Gobert, and we had Phil Mackey on last week, and he basically said, look, if this doesn't work, what's the downside? They go back to being the Wolves, right? Like, that's how I feel about the Brewers. If they go for it the next two years and it doesn't work out, oh, no, what were, oh, so we'll be bad again? The Brewers have been bad most of my life. I, I just, I don't know. It's it's very frustrating, John. That's the theme. Now, of the day. let's say you know we're a month down the road and they don't make any big moves. I'll be frustrated. Are you then going to agree with the angry the angry fan that says this owner is just pinching pennies to get a team to make the playoffs to sell tickets? Right. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Right. It, it, it isn't a business, and I always try to bring in the sports business side of things. If you're a general manager in the NFL. You really only care about making the playoffs because it's very rare for a general manager to get fired from playoff team. True. Um, your job, your job is to keep your job when you're in these sports, right? I mean, you look at the average turnover for a coach. You 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 move to Cincinnati to coach the Bengals. You buy a two million dollar house, and two years later they fire you. And yeah. Oh, job, okay, right? okay. But let me let me push back on this a little bit. They're not going to fire count. They'd have to be so bad for. I think that job is counsels until he doesn't want it anymore, which will come a time. I don't think he wants to manage the Brewers for his entire life. And David Stearns isn't going to get fired from the Brewers. He's going to manage them until this window is done, and then he's going to go to the Mets. Right, like this, this leadership group has nothing to lose, and Atanasio's not going to sell the team. He's going to give it to his kids. So what? There's no self-preservation involved here. I think for for anybody involved. But are you going to get frustrated? Right? Are you going to join the side of the picket fence of that fan with the tweet about you know the penny pinching if they don't make a big move, whether it's this trade deadline or next trade deadline in the next two years? Yes, I will. Similar to 2008, I think I would jo- join that other side of the picket yeah. fence and say, "Hey, Brewers, I spend a lot of money. I have you know three Brewers baseball caps, and am I a fair weather fan? And probably wouldn't have purchased those hats if they're still winning 30 games. Probably, yeah. But success brings fans, and fans are paying. And it's like, okay, let's pay to get over that hump, and at least make a World Series. To your point, if you're you know with the Wisconsin Badgers too, we made the Final Four. We didn't win the Final Four. Yeah, but people still look fondly back on that era. So if we make a World Series in baseball, I'm pretty happy. But yeah. anyways, I will uh, I'll hang up and hopefully listen to, to rant. I love rants on a Monday. Yeah, we got me uh, energy to go into the evening. Yeah, I appreciate that, Vagabond yeah. John. Thanks for the call. Yep, talk to you later. Yeah. I, okay. To be clear here, if the Brewers don't make a worthwhile move at this trade deadline or next, then yes, I will be frustrated. Right. And maybe they don't make a huge move this year because there's no huge move to be made. Maybe there's no Manny Machado. That's the example I always use from 2018. Right. Or Adam Duvall and Eddie Rosario. Those were the moves that the Braves made last year. Right. Maybe there's just no move to be made like that. So the Brewers think, okay, you know, we'll kind of keep our core together this year and we'll take a run in the offseason at making a big trade or next trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this as a two year window this year and next of when the Brewers really have two good chances. I'm not saying they have to go all in this year or all in next, but I want them to be hyper-aggressive this season, next, and in the offseason in really trying to give themselves the best possible shot. And if Brewers fans, you're hesitant, ah, I don't want to burn the whole future, I don't want to mortgage the future, yeah, you do. I'll explain why you do. We'll talk more about it coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Wisco Sports Show. We're going to talk NFL, do some Packers stuff, some quarterback stuff. 515, 520, somewhere in there. We're talking Brewers until then. 608-796-2558 if you'd like to join me. Uh, I just tweeted at Wisco Grant. We need to put Brewers fandom in a big collective timeout. You're acting like children, all of you. You know that? And I'm guilty of this at times, too. But when I'm acting nuts, what do you guys do? Hey, Grant, would you calm down? It's really not that big of a deal. So I'm doing that to Brewers fans who are acting nuts. They lost to the Pirates yesterday on a getaway day where they didn't play anyone. Let's lose our minds. What has gotten into all of you? Is there a full moon or something I don't know about? Swear. Acting nuts. Daryl is here. 608-796-2558. 608-796-2558. What's up, Daryl? Well, first of all, after watching the game yesterday, I kept saying to myself the same thing I've been watching for the last two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. The fundamentals of the defense with more errors than ever before coming out of all positions, including pitching, including including shortstops, including everybody. There's nobody that's uh, being untouched as far as the errors that are starting to be committed by this team. Yeah. And the errors, the errors are costing this team both runs and giving the other team a chance to put more pressure on the Brewers. Now, you said yourself, yes, you said yourself that pressure is what's what, uh, as far as it goes, makes the team good or bad. In this case, the Brewer applying pressure. Well, here's what's happening the other teams are applying pressure on the Brewers, and their defense is getting up. And so has their pitching started giving up long balls. So as far as I'm concerned, the basic thing that the Brewers were trying to, to, to hold themselves accountable for and be the best part of baseball as far as it goes, to be good enough so that they can contend, is breaking down. This is what the fans are seeing and are getting flustered over. And I, I, all the fans that say that about the spending and all the other stuff, that's not the problem. I see the problem as what's on the field. You can't... You can bring in everybody you want, but if your defense breaks down, your pitching breaks down, no matter how many runs you score, you're not going to have enough. The Brewers yesterday scored six. And it, and it felt like they scored the problem, two. Well, you know what I mean? It didn't feel like yeah. six runs. It yeah, I know. Like two runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, you see what I'm saying? The, the pressure has been on the Brewers. They gave up a, they gave up a home run to, to a batter who they had just a year ago. Yeah. In, in first base. So I'm just saying this. It's the frustration I'm seeing is, or I'm even feeling myself, is that the thing that they've relied on or saying that they were going to be good at, it's breaking down so in such a way that it's making the offense that's been almost non-existent for the most part, mm-hmm. they have to try to carry a load that they can't carry. And so that's what my biggest thing as far as it goes with the Brewers is right now. Uh, you know, I'm sure the, the upstairs people are starting to say, hey, wait a second, what are we going to do about this? we got to stop this. Do we wait for the people to come off injury list? Or, or is there something that they have to do as far as making trades? Now, one more thing, I do want to say this. Yeah. I had to get this out there. Go ahead. August 2nd, August 2nd is too early for a trade deadline. Hmm. I've always said that they, sh- they, should move, they should move the trade deadline to either the first day of September or the first week of September where September 1 is involved. And the reason you do that is because it used to be where, where, where your roster would expand to 40. Yeah. Now it doesn't expand. It expands, what, two or three players at most? That way you can make a deal with a team that's probably going to be more so out of contention 
and they're going to be willing to be a little more uh, uh, able to make a better deal as far as it goes for both sides. Here, okay. Honestly, waiting to, yeah. waiting to August 2nd is, is a bad thing, even if they had moved it to the middle of August. The fact, the fact that August 2nd is going to be so bad, that that is going to, there's going to be so many teams that are not going to know what they want to deal with, and that's going to be a problem. One more thing I want to mention, too. Yeah. I am glad the Brewers are off tonight because the Milwaukee Bucks play play uh, uh, was it Boston yes. on NBA TV. Yes. So I'm going to have the night. I'm going to have the night off yes. from watching the Brewers. Yes. And actually going to be watching again summer league. Watching three three potentially players on 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 the summer league team that are going to have to show me how well they're going to help the uh, Milwaukee Bucks this coming season. I know two of them are on two ways, but our number one draft choice is out there. Oh, yeah. I want to see him. I want to see that. So, again, it's on NBA TV, not on uh, ESPN this time. I love this, Daryl. I love that. First of all, I love that you brought up Summer League. I appreciate the call because that's what I'm going to do tonight. And I think a lot of Brewers fans would. We need this. Well, let's, 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 let's get another task. We need to distract ourselves with something else. Yeah, they're going to play tonight. They're going to play the Celtics. Marjan Bochamps, if you have NBA TV, and not to be this guy, but like also you could probably find a stream somewhere. Like just sniff around. The internet's a great place. A lot of, like, what was the Michael Scott quote from The Office? Crazy world, lots of smells. Like, the internet's crazy. A lot of streams on there. So if you don't have NBA TV, you should be able to find something. Um, Darren, I agree with what Daryl said about um, the defense. It's not like anyone is imploding defensively other than Colton Wong earlier this year. I remember in middle school, maybe it was high school. I don't remember. I went to a band concert. Now I was in orchestra. But sometimes the band and the orchestra, we'd, you know, we'd play a combined show. So they'd play a couple songs. We'd play a couple songs. You know, like like Def Leppard tours with um, Ario Speedwagon. Same kind of thing. You know, high school orchestra and band. You know, kind of a double ticket on the program. It was very, you know, it was a blast. And uh, we were garbage. But I remember one band concert, all of the teachers who knew how to play instruments joined in for a song. So I, I, we had a, a seventh grade reading teacher. I remember he played the trombone. He was just amped to get out there. And... The band played this song, and they explained it before they started. They played the song where everyone was supposed to make one mistake throughout the course of the song from start to finish, right? So if you played trombone and the song is four minutes long, you make one mistake in the four minutes. And you think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, you won't even notice if they're all doing it at different times. Oh, you notice. Oh, oh, you notice. And that's what this Brewers defense makes me think of. No one's imploding. It's just one little thing here with Yelich, one little thing here with Urias, one little thing with Adamas, one little thing with Wong. And when everyone makes a little mistake here and there, it just compounds and it stacks up. And they bleed runs. And Darren made an awesome point, Darren did, about how they scored six runs yesterday and it didn't even feel like they scored six runs. Because when sometimes when the Brewers are struggling, they'll score six runs and it feels like they need ten. Or they score two runs and it feels like they need three. They, it always feels like you're coming up short. Because you're just bleeding runs, right? With little sloppy mistakes here and there. And it's really hard to win games, at least win games consistently like that. Also, it's July 11th. Like, there's reason to believe that we are quite literally in the dog days of summer. And we're getting close to the to the all-star break. Like, guys have been going at it for a while now. So fatigue is a thing. Injuries are a thing. Right? It's completely understandable why these guys aren't playing crisp, but it's costing them some games. Let's talk to Binks on French Island. 608-796-2558. What's up, Binksy? Hey, uh, it's it's surprising that um, you don't you know um, 
you know Def Leppard, but you don't know Rocky. That's that's interesting. I, I had to kind of chuckle as as you had me on hold. So. I am a music guy, um, not as much of a movie guy. A lot of music, not okay. not a film, not a film buff. It's not really my thing. Okay, all right, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, real quick, did you get your did you get your Wi-Fi in, buddy? No. I gotta wait until next Monday now. That's oh. the whole thing. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, on the oh. Bill Michaels show tomorrow. I'm sure Ben will oh, want to bring that up better, again. Oh, you better horsewhip those folks, man. I'm those that's disgusting. Okay. Uh this guy that you had on before, very, very I mean, it is the defense. Yeah. And I brought I think I brought this up about Colton Wong and you extrapolated on him a little bit. And he's at the bottom of the pile, and he was once a Colt Glover, right? Colt Glover, and oh, yeah. um, and he's at the bottom of the pile. I'd like to know, and I know you don't have time to call them all out, but I'd like to know where the rest of the team is. You know, um, you know where Urias was developing into a fantastic player. Um, you know, you've got you've got Yelich, who's just subpar right now. You've got well, geez, there went that Kane guy. Um, yeah. And what is Renfro when he is healthy? Um, I'd like to know where they are collectively. Can you look at that statistic and see where are the Brewers in the National League? In defensive, uh, in defensive numbers, you mean? I bet I can find something. Yeah, whatever that statistic that says that Colton Wong is <laughs> number. 260 out of 300 or whatever. Yeah, um, let me pull this up here. Does, does, you understand my question? Yeah, are, are you asking specific, you cut out there for a second, are you asking specifically for this, um, excuse me, for the stat? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, can, can you look at that and see, where, where are the brewers? Is, so, is there a statistics synonymous yeah i am looking at defensive runs saved right now and the brewers are seventh which i almost don't believe let me look at this website it's not a website that i love i almost want to look this up over the break to make sure it's right let's see the brewers are uh brewers plus 30 and defensive runs saved i don't believe this i need to find a different website i don't trust this i'm gonna get to googling you know, and I'm I'm looking at and I'm seeing all these errors that they have. And if they didn't have these errors, they'd be winning more games. I mean, pitching and defense wins ball games. Yes, and yes. to Run the credit of your yeah, and to the to the credit of your last caller, that's frustrating him just as much as it is me. And it is, and it's contagious. You know, yes. you know. So there's. Uh, Bing's almost at the grocery store's uh, comment for you today. I appreciate that, Binks. I'm going to find this number for you, I promise. Even if i got to take a break first, I'm going to find it. Okay, buddy. Yay, take care. Yeah, have a good night. That's Binks on French Island. And speaking of Wi-Fi, do they have Wi-Fi on French Island? Still using the Telegraph out there? Sorry. I'm going to make jokes about French Island. I love French Island. I love going to the island, but you got to make the jokes. Let's take a break. I'm going to see if we can find this defensive run saved number. Because I know it stinks. I read it just a couple of weeks ago. There's no way they're plus 30. I, the, the last website I looked at was a sham. That wasn't real. I'm going to find the real number. We'll come back, talk more brewers next on the Wisco Sports Show. 
This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. <laughs> I can do research. Boy, I can do research. I found the stat, found the numbers. Don't worry. Baseball savant. Uh, I tried fan graphs. It just wasn't hitting. Tried the sketchy website. Again, it's the theme of the day. Sketchy websites. Internet's a wild place. Lots of websites. Crazy world. Lots of smells. Um, you can find a stream of tonight's Bucks game if you apply yourself. You can find the stat for runs prevented for the Milwaukee Brewers. They rank 22nd in Major League Baseball at minus 8. Seems oddly pointed, doesn't it? That the stat we're looking at is runs prevented. Not outs above average, which they also stink at. Uh, they're 22nd in that. Uh, so exactly the same place. But the Brewers being bottom third in the league in run prevention seems poor for a team that, as of last year, we were told is built on run prevention. Like it's the same language and everything. It seems awfully pointed, specific. Targeted at us, even. Vagabond John brought up a great point eh, about 20 minutes ago or so. Says, Grant, will you be upset if the Brewers don't make a deal? You're not upset right now. You're telling everyone to calm down. And I am. Please calm down. You're making a mockery of, of our fan base. There are other fan bases laughing at us. Um, Brewers fans, relax. I will be upset if the Brewers don't do anything drastic at this deadline, in this offseason, or at the next trade deadline. These next two windows, or these next two years, I should say, that's our window. That's our window, the next two years, right? There's no way they can pay to keep all of these pitchers together. I, I think they'll keep Corbin Burns. I think they want to pay Burns. And I know a lot of Brewers fans are skeptical of that today, only because they lost yesterday. If the Brewers would have won yesterday, nobody would be talking about whether or not going to pay Corbin Burns. But, of course, they lost to the Pirates in a game that no one cares about, so we got to talk about, oh, they, they're not even going to pay Burns, even though no one brought that up, uh, except for you. God, some of you are just miserable. I talked to Phil Mackey last week about the Wolves, and I think he makes a great point on teams going for it. The Wolves are going for it a little bit by trading for Rudy Gobert, and I think the Brewers and Brewers fans would be wise to listen to this reasoning on why it's not the end of the world that they overpaid for Rudy Gobert. I think it's hilarious. People are evaluating this trade as if the Wolves have something to lose as a franchise, mm-hmm. you know? People are, when I hear Bill Simmons crushed it on his podcast and Zach Lowe crushed it and Nick Wright, and all these all these talking heads that you see and hear around the country, are they're acting like the Timberwolves have something to lose, like they're the Lakers or, or something with a bunch of history to protect. You know, well, what happens if it fails? What's... What do you do next? Yeah. Oh, well, you just go back to being the wolves, I guess, if, if it fails. I know that's funny and we're laughing, but he's right. What do the wolves have to lose? Now, one could say that Anthony Edwards is going to be up for a contract at some point and they want the flexibility to put pieces around him and paying all that money to Rudy Gobert and giving up all those picks hurts their flexibility. Okay, years down the road, yeah. That doesn't exist for the Brewers. There's no risk for the Brewers. Like, oh, four years down the road, we might regret it. No, 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 no. The Brewers are as much of a poverty franchise as any team in professional sports. They went 26 years without making the playoffs. They've been to one World Series. They have won none. The Vikings have been to four, and we mock the Vikings every day when we get out of bed, Packers. <laughs> no Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, well, the Brewers don't have a World Series. They've only been to one, and it was 40 years ago. Can we stop acting like the Brewers are risking losing something if they make a trade by giving up a big prospect this year or next? Well, we can sustain success if we just... Hey, 
you understand that David Stearns is probably going to the Mets at some point, right? We're not just going to keep sustaining success for the next 20 years like this. This will come to an end. And I like multiple playoff appearances. Yeah, five in a row. But is that our banner? Like, are we going to hang a banner in right field that says five straight playoff? Performance? No. I want to try to win a World Series. Get aggressive. Put some prospects on the line. Mortgage the future. Well, if we trade our prospects, then our future is going to be. No, no, no. Pick it. Garrett Mitchell's not going to come up here and win us 95 games. The Brewers are winning right now because of Burns, Woody, Peralta, and Hayter, and they can't keep all of those guys. So if they pay Burns and lose everyone else, Garrett Mitchell and Jackson Churio aren't going to pop up here and keep things rolling. That's not how that works. The Brewers are going to take a step back regardless in a few years. A couple of prospects isn't a life raft that's going to keep them in the playoffs unless like baseball keeps trending this way and teams just don't want to make the playoffs because that's certainly how the league works. There's only like six teams that are trying. The Brewers should make moves. They need to make moves. Be aggressive. What do they have to lose? Nothing. They have less to lose than the Timberwolves do, and the Timberwolves are as big of a poverty franchise as American professional sports has ever seen. They at least have to deal with the Anthony Edwards dynamic and his expectations and, and keeping him around and flexibility around him. The Brewers don't have that. Their window is now. So trade the prospects. Trade all of them if you have to. If you can get amazing players and you can trade up, then do it. Nobody's untouchable. Make this team great and go try to win a World Series this year and next year. Let's take a break. Wisconsin Sports on Update. Then we'll be back in two minutes. for getting sick of financially carrying their entire conference. In fact, I'm getting a little sick of carrying this network. Ebo in the morning and Billy Michaels just riding my coattails. It's ridiculous. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I'm actually a little frustrated today. Like, Brewers fandom is kind of irking me right now. And I'm as big of a Brewers fan as anyone. It's just, we want to squabble and act like children after our team loses a game to the Pirates. When really we should be talking about how many prospects we could ship off to get a really, really good outfielder like the Braves did last year. Or another stud pitcher, or another stud reliever, or all, all of the above. That's what we should be focusing on. That's what contenders focus on this time of year. You want the Brewers to be a contender? Then you got to start acting like a contender. You got to start doing contending things. I have my water bottle in my hand. I got to put that down. I just realized that's a bad idea. <laughs> I need something in my hand. Let me grab a pen. We got to start talking and acting and thinking like a contending team. Contending teams don't throw a temper tantrum after they lose to a divisional rival that doesn't matter. Contending fan bases don't start whining about how their owner doesn't care about the team and they're not going to pay Corbin Burns. Hey, hey, we got a two-year window here with some really good players. Can we stop focusing on whether Mark Atanasio will leave? The Brewers will leave if they don't upgrade the stadium in 20. Why? Why do things get so weird? Lose a couple games to the Pirates, it don't matter. This fan base starts to eat itself. Sheesh. I want to talk Brewers baseball. Save me the drama. You need to put Brewers fandom in a timeout. You're acting like children. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. 608-796-2558 if you want to call the show or text the show. I want to get into the Packers and talk about some quarterbacks here in a little bit. I just want to make sure we squeeze every drop out of this 
this brewer's lemon first. If anyone has something to say about the brewers, I would like to give them a chance to make their opinion heard, right? I feel like we're getting pretty close to tapping out our brewer's topic for the day. And at that point, we'll switch over to football, um, including some rankings that came out today. Aaron Rodgers ranking very well in those rankings, I might add. So we'll do that at some point. But right now we're talking brewers. David has given us a call. 608-796-2558. What's going on, David? Very well in those rankings, I might add. We'll do that at some point. But right now we're talking David, brewers. you got you to talk. T- turn your radio down. Yeah. No, I couldn't hear you for a minute. No, sorry about that. No, that's fine. Okay. So, you know, the only fear of doing exactly what you're suggesting, which is just fine, typically, mm-hmm. but go back and look at the White Sox trade of Mr. Tatis and what they got for him. And off goes Mr. Tatis to San Diego where he's suddenly a super superstar. So that's that's the danger. That's that's the risk. And you know, people won't forgive the White Sox for giving up Fernando Tatis and not seeing that he might be that unbelievable superstar who you know, could help your franchise for the next 10 years. Other than that, I'm okay with every single thing you said. That's fair. And I know there are a couple of prospects in the Brewers system, and we're Gasper's going to come out. Gasper's going to be pissed off tomorrow because I keep tweeting at him about, like, the new Brewers crushes Jackson Churio, or however you pronounce his name, which I'll learn tomorrow because uh, I guess he's amazing, despite me never hearing about him a week ago. And maybe that's my problem. I just... Here's here's my worry, David, and maybe you can understand this, and you brought up Tatis. It feels like every time the Brewers want to make a trade, there's a huge portion of the fan base, and maybe Brewers bloggers and stuff, but we can't trade this person. And it seems like there's a new this person every year. Like, there's always a Fernando Tatis, and there's not a Fernando Tatis that comes out of the, there's not a superstar that comes out of the minor leagues every year, but that always seems to be how we talk about prospects. And I, I get it sucks to trade away a guy like that, but if it helps the Brewers win a World Series or at least make a World Series, I'm okay with it because it seems like we're always being told this prospect is going to be a superstar, and they just typically aren't. Well, so huge kudos to whoever figured out drafting all of these pitchers, all of these starting pitchers, that the Brewers have. They're almost all uh, homegrown prospects. Not everyone, but almost all of them. And, of course, Hader was the guy who came in a trade. Yeah. I mean, you got to say, they've done just great. In fact, I think the second half of the year, you get back Hauser, you get back Freddie, I think they're going to all be fine. does concern you a little bit that they're nine games over 500. And I am guessing that all of those nine games if you looked at our records against Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Cincinnati, uh, that put us at least nine games over 500. I haven't looked. Yeah. Have you looked? Well, no. Here's the thing. I don't look at their record. I look at how far they're up in the division, and I'm not really worried about it because I don't really care how good their record is. If they go into the playoffs five games above 500, I don't care. I, I don't think it makes a difference, right? Unless we we'd start talking about seeding, right, in the matchups and stuff, but it does not help them any more right now to be 25 games over 500 than it does to be five games over 500. And I think we've seen that sure. the last couple but of years. But if, if there's a clear indication statistically that the reason they're even nine games over 500 is because they're, they've got three minor league teams in their division. Yeah. That's a little bit of concern. And I, again, I, okay, I'm going to look at those stats and I'll get back to you. All right. Is that all you got? 
Hey, I hope you had a good weekend. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to make sure I wasn't cutting you off. Thanks, David. Thanks for the call. 608-796-2558. And I hope you had a good weekend as well. Here's, here's the issue with saying that all the Brewers wins are coming against the Reds and the Cubs and the Cardinals, despite us just losing two series to the Cubs and the Cardinals, right? Here's the problem. Half of baseball is terrible. There's only like six or seven teams in all of the majors that are trying to win. All of the teams that win games are winning them off bad teams because there's way more bad teams than good teams. So I I don't know why we're supposed to fault the Brewers for beating up on the bad teams in their division when baseball is littered with bad teams, right? There's so many owners that they don't want to be good. The Reds would have been pretty darn good this year, and they got rid of Suarez, and they got rid of Winker, and they got rid of all these guys because they didn't want to spend money. There's teams all over baseball that would just rather be cheap and bad than, I don't know, less cheap and and good. I don't even think teams lose money when they get good. They just make less of it, right? Like the Reds are like, nah, uh, we contended once during the pandy season, the 60-game pandemic season, so we're done. Teams like that are all over baseball. I'm not going to fault the Brewers for getting most of their wins against bad teams. I think most teams in baseball get most of their wins against bad teams. Let's talk to Tim in Sparta. It's been a while. Tim, what's going on? I'm doing just fine, Grant. How are you tonight? Uh, I am swell. I'm a little annoyed uh, by some Brewers fans that are acting nuts, but that's what sports are about. That's why they're fun. Well, the one thing that's always driven me crazy about the average baseball fan is is that they look at their team ridiculously. Mm -hmm. Um, You have an opportunity right now with as long as your pitching stays healthy, and even though it isn't, you're still leading your division by a buck. So, but your pitching is what's going to save this team because if they can't hit you, all you need is two hits to scrub out of that scrub lineup that you currently have swinging at that. And if you look at it, what's the average for winning um, a division? What are you, uh, 91, 92 games, mm. something like that? That's less than 10% margin of the entire season. So if you if you get a 58% win uh, rate out of your team, yeah. you're going to be in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you're going to do, and you're going to do well. It's not like, you know, you lose a few games along the way. All you have to do is win 58% of your games and you're most likely in the in the playoffs without any trouble. According so, to Tim, really quickly before you continue, according to Fangraphs, the Brewers have an 82% chance to make the playoffs and a 75% chance to win their division with a winning percent, with a winning percentage of uh, 55%. So they're just below okay. that mark that you said. And I think with all the injuries, they've slightly underperformed. So that feels very correct. So, so what you're looking at here is you have pitching that you're going to be able to afford for, what, two to three years maximum? Yes. So if you want to win, you have to do something now. A prospect is a prospect until they're not. Yep. And if I can trade my farm team for a, a guy who can, who can hit a baseball somewhere where somebody's not standing – yeah, <laughs> you know, and and maybe a, a middle reliever, um, somebody like that. I'm doing it in a heartbeat because my chance to win it all 
is now with the starting pitching that I have. Yeah. So take your pick, Brewers fans. You can be uh, mediocre. You can get to the playoffs and get your butt kicked year after year after a well, not after that year, you, because you won't be in it anymore because you won't have any pitching left. So, you know, go for it now while you have a chance, and don't worry about the future. It'll take care of itself. It always has. Yeah, and I think, Tim, and I appreciate the call, Tim. Have an awesome night. Uh, that's Tim in Sparta. I, I think there's a misconception with Brewers fans that if the Brewers trade prospects now, that it will hurt them in four or five years and the team will stink. Hey, guess what? If the Brewers don't pay Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Burns, and Hayter, like we all don't think they will, probably maybe pay one or two and that's it, the team's going to get worse anyways. What are you trying to stave off by hoarding prospects? I get a text here from Kelly and Barneveld. Uh, or actually, Kelly, I want to do yours next. First, I want to do Stephen Lacrosse. Stephen Lacrosse said Tony Mandrich was a top prospect, too. Total bust at the next level in the NFL. Actually, you know what I appreciate about the NFL draft is we're actually pretty good with quarterback prospects saying this one is a can't miss or this one is a generational prospect. They said that about Luck. Uh, they said that about Trevor Lawrence, and I believe that to be true. Every year, we're actually pretty good on the quarterback discourse. Now, we don't always know who's going to hit and who's not going to hit. But like with Baker Mayfield, when he went number one overall, people didn't say he could be the best ever. He's generational. He's No, people said he could be a very serviceable to upper-level serviceable quarterback. His personality is kind of quirky. His physical traits are limited. But we don't do that with prospects. We're so, we're so hyperbolic with prospects. The number one prospect in the farm system is always going to be the next Ryan Braun, the next Christian Yelich. We have no sense of concept with prospects. So... There always seems to be this one prospect, like right now it's Jackson Churio, or uh, or I believe it was David who brought up Fernando Tatis. The issue with all of these prospects is that fans have convinced themselves that the next prospect is always amazing, and that's not the case, right? So if we could have an honest conversation about how, well, you could trade Garrett Mitchell, and there's a 20% chance that he's a superstar. There's also an 80% chance he's not an MLB player or a middle-of-the-road guy. Okay, I'll accept the 20% chance, but the people who are prospect-obsessed always tells me, can't miss 100%, and that's not true, right? And and that fallacy, the way we talk about those prospects, keeps us from ever making a move because we're so paralyzed because we're convinced that these guys are can't miss, and it's not the case. David Minona is here, 608-796-2558. Dave, what's going on? Hey, buddy, before my, I solved the Brewer problem, mm-hmm. You can't let you can't let those guys pick on you no more on the, on the Bill Michael show, man. You have yeah, got to toughen up. So I've come to the real resolu- resolution. You need me to toughen your butt up, man. Those guys pick on you. Everybody, I mean, um, they call you names, and you just sit back and whimper like a you little girl. Me. And I wait, I'm right there. I do all the time, but <laughs> but these guys, these guys, literally, it's like I'm sitting there going, Grant, come on out, swing it, man. There's so wow. much you know. Ebo's I mean, a wuss. His his wife tells him what to do, what to wear, <laughs> and where to drive. And Ebo doesn't tell her. Nobody knows that. But I mean, Ebo can't make a move without Jen. Ebo, you better not do that. But see, 
he deflects it back at you, and then them guys pick on you. Start tomorrow, man. you got to start toughening up, See, boys. See, here's the thing. So this morning on the Bill Michaels Show, I was supposed to fill in this morning. I had to back out because I, I had something to do, and they couldn't believe I had things to do. Dave, <laughs> I run my errands in the morning. That's how I, I go. So when I'm done with work at 7, a lot of places have closed. And by that point, the games have started. So i got to get my shopping. I do my things in the morning right before I come into work. And I, I had to do some things this morning, and they wanted to roast me for it. And I, and I let them, Dave, not because I'm soft, but because they need the content. They, 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 I mean, they, you don't, Evo's not a host like me who can just come up with great topics to interact with people. Evo needs the low hanging fruit. <laughs> so I give him the low hanging fruit. I gave him the low hanging fruit this morning. And you got to stop doing that deeper screamers. I mean, you got to, <laughs> you got to toughen up, man. I mean, if I got to knock your ass around when I see you in August, we're, we're, we're going to have lessons after hours. You got to get even Ben, even Ben's on the act, man. But anyway, I, I, I just listen. I'm going, come on, Ben. You got to start firing back, and and you come over to the top with that right hook, and then you knock them on their ass, and they're down for the count. But, you know, so we got to teach you a little bit, a little MF, what do you call it, MMA, or whatever they call it? Yeah, yeah. But now to solve the Brewers' problem, the Brewers need one player, but it's going to cost them. You know, Fine. this team needs a number. Well, this team needs a left-handed run producer. They don't have a left-handed run producer. Um, um, that and the third. Now it's going to cost them. Yeah. Do they have the farm system? I have no idea where they rank in the farm systems. But they, by the way, for Dave, also the White Sox robbed the Cubs of two top twenty prospects who are all mm-hmm. all pros yep. for Katana, who's no longer pitching for Pittsburgh. So yeah, um, White Sox give us, White Sox take us. But if they can pull off one, they don't need pitching. Brewers got plenty of pitching, but they can get that one left-handed number three hitter and pack each Kessler hero. He's going to be gone. You know, maybe this rookie and a couple of you know, minor league pitchers, they're going to be able to bring somebody back. And if they get that three-hitter and the rest of their hitters back, then they can compete with the pitching. right now, they just don't have a left-hand hitting. I mean, Rowdy's a uh, you know, hitter-miss power hitter. Yeah. But let's face it, that's it. They'll go get Renfro back. Here, I'm trying to help the Brewers win. Well, because selfishly, because the more the better they do, the better my customers want our tickets. You're a businessman. You know you're a common sense man. Here, you, you make a good yeah. point. you make a good point here, Dave. So the White Sox give up yep. Tatis, and then they turn around and they get a couple prospects a couple years later. Like this is how it works. If the Brewers go yeah. all in now, then in a couple of years, yep. and they want to tear it down, then they tear it down, and then they get more prospects. I just and they have the pieces to tear it down. I mean, yeah. But first, I you 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 are not going to pay hater. Twenty-five million dollars a year. I'm sorry, but no. Yes, is he going to be a once in a lifetime? I mean, he started to show some fallacies. That guy will bring you back monster players in cash. Sorry, Brewer fans, but you got Devin Williams. You trade Hater now or off season, and you bring back controllable players. Mm-hmm. And then you got um, Brad on the what's, what's the Brad guy? Boxburger. You got him. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. The, the starter guy, Brad. Um, uh, who's there, who's there? Brandon Woodruff Burns, or Corbin um, Burns? Yeah, Woodruff. Yeah, Woodruff. I mean, you know, well, no, Burns, no, Burns, you, Burns, they got to resign. I think. I, mean, I think your, a lot of Brewers fans are so they're so they don't think. I think the Brewers are going to pony up for Burns. I think they will put yeah, a lot of money. They'll they'll get Burns, and then yep. they probably won't sign anyone else. But I think that's that's what I bet money on. And plus, you have a lot of controllable pitching underneath him. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, to finalize, you got to toughen up, boy. You, you're, you're becoming a you're becoming a punching bag. Instead of going to Jenny Craig to work out, we got to we got to send you to a, a man's gym and 
do a little kickboxing to the head. I go to the, I go to the, YM, I go to the YMCA, and I'm not going to do boxing. Way too many people are working out, <laughs> but doing boxing to work out. Go for a jog. If you can't jog 30 minutes without stopping at a half-decent clip, then boxing's not for you. Like, you know this, Dave. Like, a lot of people, <laughs> they got to do CrossFit. They got to do it. And if that's your thing, great. But there's not, like, this one magical workout. You just got to work out. I'm going to go for a run tonight, right? Like, I'm not well, going to do evil, boxing. You know, when evil goes to the gym, he's actually got people lifting the weight for him, and then he puts his hands underneath them. <laughs> so if you don't want him to fool you, he's at the gym, and he's got, he, they pick it up for him, and they go, oh, my finger, you know, come here, Jen. I need my wife to fix my, so you got to start, come over that left hook, man, and tomorrow when you're on there, come out and tough it up, boy. Uh, thank you. This All was right, a man. nice call. Have a good one, Dave. That is uh, Dave and Monona, who is uh, not a fan of saying goodbye, and that's fine. Parting is such sweet sorrow. 608-796-2558. Kelly and Barnevel, they said we were going to get to your text. So maybe a dumb question. Uh, in the NFL, we say get to the playoffs and then anything can happen any given Sunday. Uh, is that not a thing in the MLB? Is the season just too long and it tries our patience? Uh, I actually think Major League Baseball and football have a lot of similarities. The season is longer, but the sport is so different. Like You need to prove that you're good enough to get into the playoffs in the NFL the same way you need to prove yourself in baseball. Right, you need to be pretty good, but the Major League Baseball has made it easier to get into the playoffs. Made it a lot easier to get into the playoffs. Anything can happen. The Braves won last year. No one saw that coming. No one saw the Nationals winning a couple of years ago. Baseball is so random, right? The, the, the baseball is interesting. You need to be good to get in. Lesser now. It used to be almost impossible to get in, but once you got in, anything could happen. Now it's easier to get in, and anything can happen. Yes, baseball is so random. And if any Brewers fan tells you today on July 11th. Well, the Brewers might win the division, but they have no chance to win, make a World Series or beat any of these good teams. BS. They can make the playoffs, get red hot, and sweep through all of these teams. We've seen it multiple times the last few years. 608-796-2558. Uh, let's take one more call before we take a break, and then we should probably get into some football. Or, you know what? I don't care. Like, I'll keep talking about Brewers, too. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Pete LaCrosse. Pete and LaCrosse. Hello, Pete. What's going on? Well, I, I was listening in the, in the car on the ride home, and I, I got to disagree with some of what you're saying. It, right. To me, we have a generational pitching staff. This pitching staff, and one of the previous callers said it, we're not going to keep this together much longer. Yeah. So we have one of the best pitching staffs in, mem in my memory. of a, uh, I'm 50 years old, and I've, I've been a Brewer fan forever. And so what do we do on the offensive side? It, it's egregious. We should be livid for what they're doing. We're not even better than last year. Like, last year... We, we lost Avi in right field and got Renfro. That's not a step up. I mean, Avi's a, Avi was a better hitter. And we, what did we gain there? Nothing. Renfro's, Renfro's also been hurt. Like, to be fair to Renfro, when he's played, he's been really darn good. Yeah, but is he better than Avi when he's healthy? I mean, he's the same guy, only older. They yeah. didn't get better. We lost Escobar at third. What did we get better at? Then we had a, we had a, a huge change. In the way the league is set up, we have a DH this year. So what did we do? We went and got Andrew McCutcheon, who's got the fork <laughs> that was sticking out of Kane's back in center field, yeah. stuck in his back. You know, that's our answer to let's get better. You know what's funny? The it's, the it's, National League, the National League, games. the National They're League adding. Teams. Go ahead, go ahead. I will cut you off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. Go ahead. They're, they're literally wasting the best pitching staff I'll ever see, my grandchildren will ever see. We're throwing it away in the hopes that we might get hot at the right time and win a few playoff games. Why aren't they doing something? You need to 
you need to get hot at the right time. It needs to line up for you no matter how good you are. I Look, I think they're going to make trades. I, I guess I think that's the disconnect that I've realized today. And, and one place that I'll not admit that I'm wrong, but I'll admit, I'm thinking what I'm thinking completely and totally under the assumption that they're going to add at the deadline. Um, and you're actually, you know what, you're right in the offseason. They didn't try to get way better. I think they tried to maintain and hope that they'd get progression from Yelich and Hira, and they didn't do that. I also think the DH getting added to the NL hurt the Brewers, right? Because it makes having a lot of good bats even more important. Heck, Brandon Woodruff and Burns could actually hit okay. Like, I, that might be a disadvantage for the Brewers. Oh, I agree. I, that's why I'm saying we're, we're worse this year than we were last year. Yeah, I think they're going to make moves. And I and I hope that they're a lot more aggressive this upcoming offseason. Because I'm looking at this as this season and next. That's the window, right? And you got to maximize that. Exactly. And this season's half over. We see no urgency. We see nothing that they're we're just we're just going with what you said. Let's hope they get hot at the right time. The hope is not a plan. How about instead we go out and get a back that can hit above two fifty? Yeah, that I would love. That I, I would love them to do both, right? I would love them to go get a big bat, make the odds a little bit better, and then just Play to get hot at the right time, I, and it's not—it's not hope. And Pete, I gotta take—I so I'm like 25 minutes late for a break. I gotta take a break. Um, so I appreciate the call. I hate to cut you off. I'm with you. I know what you're saying. I don't think they got worse. I think because they also unloaded JBJ with that trade of Hunter Renfro, right? And getting McCutcheon, I think we all like that at the time. Don't turn around. And McCutcheon's been pretty darn good. Like uh, other than that stretch, that bad stretch he had coming back from COVID, McCutcheon's been pretty good. So let's not. Let's not take our frustration with yesterday's game and look back and just throw players in the trash, right? A lot of these guys have been better than we think, or they've been hurt, right, which is a factor. But I, I'm with you. they got to add. And that's what I've been saying. I've been, I was saying this last week. they got to add. they got to be aggressive. And I think they will because it makes sense and it's the logical thing to do. Let's take a break, come back, uh, and maybe talk some NFL. We'll talk some football for the rest of the show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, my name is Grant Bills, gonna talk NFL, quarterbacks, backers, coming up in about 10 minutes. Probably put a cap on our Brewers talk. And if you have anything to add before we do that, 608-796-2558. I'm not that mad about the Brewers right now. I think we all need to calm down a little bit. But I also think they're going to make some moves. So that's my assumption moving forward. Rockin' Rick is here. Rockin' Rick, what's going on? Well, I don't know how long it's been, but I feel like it's been about 15 years that I've been saying it. MLB had seven inning games. The Brewers would win 120 a year. But, uh, um, anyway, I don't I don't live or die by it. I'm not losing any weight or losing any sleep when they lose. But to be honest, when the season was going to start, you looked at our lineup, especially with the pitching. And if you looked at anybody else in our division, and that's what 76 games right there. Yeah. Didn't you think that this would be our chance to maybe get to the triple digits? I honestly thought I could see 100 wins when I first looked at it when um, the season was starting. I mean, I thought they were going to be very, 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 very good. Um, I don't know that I ever thought this is our one chance, this is the year where we can do this or X, Y, and Z. I never thought about it that way, but I, it's not like Brewers fans at the beginning of the year were thinking this team wasn't going to be very good. We all thought this roster and this lineup was stacked. But I, I liked Andrew McCutcheon, still do. He was always a Brewer killer. Mm-hmm. And 
obviously people getting hurt, you know, Renfro being gone and and uh, pitchers going down, that's hurt a lot. But I can see why people are so frustrated because I had pretty high hopes myself. But uh, I don't get too, uh, like I said, I'm not losing any sleep over it. But it's a lot more fun to watch them win, that's for sure. Yeah. But it seems like we lose so many in the late innings that it seems like we give them up. Yeah, I I think defense has played a role in that. They just leak runs here and there, and it comes back to bite him at the end of games. All right, that's about all I got. I'll listen to your football talk now. Thanks, Rockin' Rick. 608-796-2558. Yeah, there's a lot of revisionist history with baseball. Um, I I just, I don't get it. It's like, well, this offseason sucked. We loved the Hunter Renfro edition. I think we at least liked we liked the Andrew McCutcheon signing I don't know if any of us thought that it was going to be like a like it was going to take us to 110 wins or anything like that but we liked it to look back now and say that he's washed and it was a bad signing and I just I don't know it's a lot of revisionist history with the Brewers Jim and Madison is here a lot of calls today what's up Jim hey brother been a long time um you're a breath of fresh air even well, whatever. But I just gotta okay. All you Milwaukee fans, Brewers fans. I'm a Chicago fan, one hundred percent. I live with this. Okay. The thing about it is, is people need to chill out. Uh, you guys are not in bad shape, and I'm amazed at how fickle. I'm, and sorry, I don't mean to. Ruffle feathers for Milwaukee fans because I work in a company where it's, you know, if I wear a Cubs hat or whatever else or or Bears hat, mm-hmm. okay, I still wear it. You know why? Because that's joy to me. Whether they're winning or they're losing, I stay there. I'm not a fickle fan. Yeah. And what I'm seeing with Milwaukee right now, brother, is you guys have some great things that are going on. And what are they doing? Yelich. Uh, oh, he's not hitting. He's, oh, he's not hitting like he used to. Well, brother, you go ahead and you step in that box and take a 92-mile-an-hour fastball, and let's see how well you do. Yeah. And I'm just sick and tired of hearing this about Milwaukee. I went through the Cubs. My dad passed away right before they won the World Series. I got to see it. Okay? You guys need to chill out. You have something. Oh, the world doesn't want to pay money. Well, look at the beers, okay? All right. right. Stop. Enjoy it as a sport and support those guys that are there. Instead of dumping on them like you're dumping. Well, and I, look, I get why uh, Yankees fans or uh, Celtics Celtics fans are a little delusional, but we'll leave them out of this. Lakers fans, right? Nets fans, too. Like, Nets fans. Like, they hold their teams to such high... Like, Lakers fans, they're nuts. Like, they think every trade should be done and every they should sign everyone. I get it. They've won championships. I don't know where Brewers fans got like this. We've never won anything. And we're like, well, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to trade all the prospects. I don't want to be too good and maybe actually win a World Series for once. Well, brother, the Cubs... This year, I, I didn't think they would win as many games as they have yeah. for the White Sox. But the point of the matter is, is that you know what? You, I really seriously, I played sports. I'm listening to some of the stuff, and I'm I want to thank you for standing up and saying exactly what needed to be said, guys. You have a beautiful, beautiful stadium. 
You mm. have a great, great team. Mm. You do. Amen. Why are you crapping on it because of it? the Pirates? Are you serious? Pirates don't matter. I, I just, I listen to this, and I just want you to know, Milwaukee, I get it every single day. Uh, in fact, one of my employees, I say, hey, Roger, how's Milwaukee doing? Oh, you know, Peter, oh, he's not doing as a, what, what are you talking about? That guy's freaking awesome. Yeah. And, and yet you're crapping all over these guys because they're not coming up to your expectations. Ah, oh, go ahead. Step in the batter's box. Go ahead. I, I want to see what you can do. And I just encourage Milwaukee fans, calm down. I went with the Cubs for so many years, and when it came, it happened, and then they got rid of Rizzo. They got rid of all these guys. Hey, you know what? It did not ruin my life. And you need to enjoy what you got here in Milwaukee. Wow, Jim. Thank you for the call. I got to take a break, but I feel so much more zen. I like what you said about the Pirates. He's like, you guys are really getting this bent out of shape about the Pirates, huh? If the Pirates knew and if Pirates fans knew and the players knew how much angst, meaningless angst, they've caused Brewer fans over the last couple of years, they just laugh. They're like, really? They care that much? Yeah, I, I guess we do. I don't get it either. Let's take a break. We'll move into the NFL. I want to talk quarterbacks. We can get off the Brewers. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Just an hour and 40 minutes of uh, nonstop Brewers talk. For a team that really isn't doing anything interesting right now, I think it's pretty good. Well done, us. It's a feather in the show's cap. It's the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Find me on Twitter if you want, at Wisco Grant. Call and text 608-796-2558. I'm making the executive decision. Uh, if you didn't get your Brewer's opinion in, if I haven't heard from you, we're going to football. Right? So we can do more Brewers tomorrow. We, we got all week. We got plenty of time. Brewers twins this week. That's going to be fun. We'll have plenty of time to talk Brewers. We're only getting closer to the trade deadline, which will make those conversations more interesting. Uh, I do want to do, I do want to do 15 minutes on something that's not the Brewers today. I want to talk quarterbacks. I want to talk NFL. Um, big part of the sports content machine. I don't know if you've noticed this, uh, especially if you read or, or you watch TV. We don't do a lot of them on this show. I've thought about trying to make it a weekly segment, but I just don't think it would interest me, and therefore I wouldn't do a good job. Uh, rankings. I got to do rankings. Power rankings every week, every other week, every month, every quarter of the season, whatever. Right, top 100. NFL loves a good top 100. We do it every year, and we get bent out of shape about it for really no reason. It's like, oh, Rodgers is only six. What the hell? It's like, oh, God, I don't care. NBA, uh, NBA top 75, right, for the 75th anniversary, we had the 75 best players of all time. That was a list we all we all went nuts for. Few lists that I look forward to, and we're getting a couple of them this week. I always look forward to Bill Simmons' trade chart. It came out. I was listening to the pod earlier today. I haven't finished it yet. I'm going to listen to the end of it on my run tonight. I'm very excited. I'm be done right at six. I'm going to go home, have some free time before the Bucks play in summer league. Listen to some Bill Simmons pod. Right. Another thing you should look forward to a list that holds a lot of water is Mike Sando's quarterback tears. I think that's coming up in August. I'm excited for that. I'm actually. I'm going to try to line that up with um with I'm doing some traveling second week of August. 
um, going out west, and I'm going to try to, whenever those pods come out, Mike Sando normally does the rounds uh, with the tiers. I'm going to try to save that. That's a good travel pod. That, that one won't age too much uh, if I got to save it for a week and a half or so. He does those in The Athletic. You can read it in The Athletic, but he also goes on a lot of podcasts and talk about it. I know he goes on Rosillo every fall to break down the quarterback tiers. That's always a really good list. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN put out his top 10 NFL quarterbacks at ESPN today. It's not Sando. Tiers are always better than a straight-up list because it's just a better organizational system. It's more reflective. Uh, it's more accurate in ranking guys and grouping them and exactly putting labels on them. Uh, it's, no, it's no Mike Sando quarterback tiers, but it's still pretty good, uh, and I want to go through it. I have the top 10 quarterbacks, and uh, anytime we list things, we get to use the list music. I don't know. Someone decided that long ago in sports radio. Here are the top 10. I'm going to give them 10 through 1. And then we're going to go back and I have some comments on each. So this is according to executives, coaches, and players. Jeremy Fowler does a survey and then puts out the, I don't know, the summary. I don't know how he weights all of the votes. If execs get more of a vote or I don't know if it's weighted or how it works. Number 10, Dak Prescott. Okay, interesting. So when Dak Prescott's at number 10, you start doing the math of, there's not a lot of spots now up for grabs between Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Herbert, Russell Wilson, not a lot of spots up for grabs, right? So when Dak Prescott's a 10, you think, okay, maybe no David Carr, no Kirk Cousins, no Kyler Murray, right? So Dak Prescott is that cutoff line at number 10. Number nine, Deshaun Watson. Number eight, Russell Wilson. Number seven, Justin Herbert. Number six, Matthew Stafford. Number five, Joe Burrow. And then four is Brady. Three is Allen. Two is Mahomes. And number one is Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. I don't know that I expected Aaron Rodgers to be number one when I opened this this morning. Jeremy Fowler at ESPN. Uh, a couple of comments, starting with Dak. I, here's a question, and this might be something that we talk about more, and we can make the Vikings a part of this conversation, too. From a physical tools perspective and a performance perspective, isn't Dak just very Kirk Cousins-ish? Like, what's the difference between Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins? Dak is a more respected leader. People don't like Kirk. I'm not sourced at all in the NFL, and I've talked to people who come on the show who are sourced, and they're like, people, trust me, people don't like Kirk Cousins. People don't like Kirk Cousins. People love Dak. Okay, so that's the difference. But Dak puts up all the stats. It's very Kirkish. He'll have an ugly game here and there. What happened there? Very Kirk Cousins-ish. And I think he's good, but he's paid more than he's worth. That's very Kirk Cousins-ish. Dak Prescott is... Not that different from Kirk Cousins, other than a personality standpoint, which I get is really important at the quarterback position. Uh, but still, I I don't know. I, I feel like we talk about Dak and Kirk Cousins very differently, and maybe five years down the road, we won't. Maybe Dak plays for the Cowboys, and that's the difference. I don't know. 608-796-2558. Cone Roller is here. What's up, Cone? Grant, my man. How's it going? Um, it's good. It's good. Uh, I w- initially wanted to call in about the Brewers, but... That guy you had on from Chicago was Jim. very, um, you know, <laughs> really calmed my mind because I was on a Twitter space with just a bunch of people in a Dunn club was really getting me worked up and flustered and hearing him, you know, put it in perspective really helped me calm down. I just, I, the one thing before, and we can talk quarterbacks after this, but I just got to say, I don't understand how smart, how somewhat smart, somewhat rational baseball fans in July can say there's no way that this team will do this. You have no way of knowing that. We were smarter than that. We're better than that. How are people saying that with a straight face? I I don't know. They must be 
sniffing gasoline or something, which would be a very expensive hobby these days. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, there are cheaper drugs than gas right now if there's something that you're looking to sniff. I'm, I'm with, <laughs> with you there. What do you think about the top 10 quarterback list? Is there something in here that, that struck you wrong or are you upset about any of this? What do you think? Trying to find some controversy uh, here. Not too upset. I honestly was shocked, um, along with you, that Rodgers was number one. I thought it'd for sure be, you know, Mahomes or uh, um, Josh Allen. Or Brady. I I mean, Brady, I guess Brady lost in the playoffs last year, which it's crazy the standard we have for him. He loses one playoff game. I I guess, man, I, I don't know. It's executives and players and coaches. I guess the opinion around Rodgers is still that high. It's just... These playoff losses are really starting to stack up for me, for me, my opinion. I know Packers fans on Twitter always bang the drum that quarterback wins aren't stat, isn't a stat, and I agree with that. But after 10 years, it kind of starts to become a little bit of a stat. Like, it's got to matter at some point, right? Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I feel like if you, you, you know, pick and choose when you use that stat, it's not the greatest to back up any argument. But like you said, when you're looking at a 10-year of a quarterback, I mean, quarterbacks play directly correlates to a win or loss. Yeah. I think on this list, Justin Herbert is better than Stafford. Uh, I I don't know. I think we've gotten to the point where we think Stafford's a little bit better than he is. I know he just won a Super Bowl, so that's not a popular take. I think Herbert's better than a couple of these guys as I'm looking at the list. I think he's better than Stafford. Do you think think Herbert's better than Burrow? Where, where Where are you at with Burrow? Yeah, I think Burrow's being a little overhyped. I mean, I still think he's top 10, but where is he on the list? Is he five? Um, Hold on. I'm looking at it upside down, and I I don't want to get it wrong. Hold on. Hold on. I think he is five. Yes, he's five. Yeah, that seems a little high for Burrow. Um, I'd probably put him in that, you know, eight, nine, or ten range. I bet the players love him because players vote on this. I bet he's just got I, – I do buy into the leadership thing, the personality thing with Burrow 100%. Everything that Kirk Cousins isn't, Joe Burrow is. I don't know if the physical traits are as good as some of those other quarterbacks, but Burrow just has it. Guys love him. Yeah, and I think going to Kirk Cousins, I think the Vikings can, you know, they can challenge the Packers for this division this year, no question. Yeah, they can, but will they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, don't know. that's probably a good point. But I'm, I'd be a little scared. Yeah, I mean, they're really talented. I don't think they're going to win week one at U.S. Bank. No, that's a tough That's a tough week one. I think the Vikings will probably win that game. I'm so sick of the Packers being the attraction to be week one at some other team stadium or opening a new stadium. I feel like we did that a lot the last couple of years. I don't know. I'm just sick and tired of it. Whatever. I'd rather play at home later in the yeah. season. You got any plans to go see a road game this year? So I don't even go to home games. I I just, this side of the state stinks to drive to Green Bay. Driving to Milwaukee is one thing. You just cruise down 94, but driving to Green Bay kind of stinks. I want to go to U.S. Bank, and I have some buddies from, I'm from closer to the cities than I am from Milwaukee. I have some buddies who would take me. It's just such a commitment, and I don't know. It's on a Sunday, and then if I drink, then I'm tired, and and I'm behind because I don't see any of the other games, and then I got to go on the air on Monday and talk about it, but. I don't know. I'd like to go to U.S. Bank. Dang, sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of problems to get to a Packer game. That's too bad. Uh, I know. Before I let you go, Cone, you just uh, moved to Phoenix. Are you going to go to a Cardinals game? And how did the move go? We're all wondering as a community. Starting with the Cardinals game, yeah. maybe big, maybe. Okay. Um, I was, I'm a little bummed that I missed it by a year with the Packers coming down here. Oh, but God. the Super Bowl is in Phoenix this year, so mm. you know. 
getting in a prayer circle, hoping the Packers uh, <laughs> will make it down here and I can see them. Yeah. I'm praying to Rogers tattoo, just, you know, and then um, the move went well. Still, my place looks like a bomb just went off, but uh only getting through it. Nice. Weather's hot. What was it, like 120 today, I'm sure? Yeah, 115 right now. Uh, okay. Heat advisory, hottest day of the week, so, you oh. know, got the rest of the week to look forward to. It'll be a little cooler. Yeah, you enjoy that. I'm going to continue to go over power rankings for another eight minutes before the show is done. Well, that sounds great. Uh, Wisco Sports Show is the number one ranked in my book. The no- oh, thank you, Cone. That's too kind. Have a good night. I hope everything's well out there in the desert. See ya. Cone Roller, who just moved to Phoenix. We had a couple uh, listeners who moved to the cities. I know Schmidt on the north side is now St. Paul Schmidt, uh, which is... Uh, which is exciting. We're spreading our wings as a community. We're going uh, countrywide, all over the nation, nationwide. It's the word I was looking for. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Stafford. I want to talk about Brady Allen and Mahomes, and then a little bit about Rogers. That's what we're going to do to wrap up the Wisco Sports Show. Coming up next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show last couple of minutes uh i got a text here from rock and rick as we are going over jeremy fowler's top 10 quarterbacks he put these out at espn earlier today and it's not his power rankings he interviews execs and coaches and players and then does a composite right and the list was dak prescott deshaun watson russ herbert stafford burrow brady allen mahomes and rogers in that order rock and rick to clarify no Derek carr in there would you rather have Derek Carr over Dak Prescott? I just, I, I don't know. Week to week on Dak, I, it, I can change so much because one week I see him light it up, and I like him as a leader, and his teammates like him, and his coaches like everyone likes Dak. And then he'll have a week where he just kind of sucks, and he'll make some really bad decisions, but the stats will still be there, and he's going to get paid a lot, and he's a much more likable version of Kirk Cousins. He's Kirk Cousins, but a better leader and a little better athlete, but. Not that much of a better athlete, right? Deshaun Watson, I love how he made it in at nine. He's a creeper, but he is that good. It would have been very easy for players and coaches and execs to just not vote for him and leave him off their ballot. And they voted for him anyways because that's how good he is if he plays, right? Russ being at seven underneath Herbert and Stafford and Burrow. uh, (laughs) This is everyone's version of like, Last year counts, buddy. Like, I know you were hurt, and it was a weird year, but we do have to dock you a little bit for what happened last year, so we put him at seven. Uh, Herbert at six, I'm fine with that. I think he's better than Stafford, uh, or, or Herbert at seven, I guess. I'm fine with that. Stafford, six. I think he's better than Stafford. Stafford, I've perfected the Stafford take. Stafford is a quarterback that you can bring in as the final piece, but not a guy you can build around. You couldn't build around him in Detroit. They never got close. But you can bring him in as the final piece. And that's not everybody. You still need to be pretty good. Kirk Cousins, they thought, was the final piece, and he was not the final piece. Uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, I think, are actually going to be better this year than they were last year, but I think the results will be worse. Brady at four. I'm just interested. Here's my question. Maybe we can talk about this at some point before football season starts. Brady still might be the best pocket passer in the league. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to see him again. He could be the best pocket passer in the league, but Allen and Mahomes are rated higher. 
Let's say that Allen and Mahomes are 80% the pocket passer that Brady is. Does the rest of their skill set still make them better? You know what I mean? If you're a pretty good pocket passer, but you can also run and be just this warhorse of a physical runner that Josh Allen was last year. I'm a little surprised that Aaron Rodgers won. I'll say it won the last two MVPs, but playoff losses start to pile up uh, quickly. Been a lot of them here. Tomorrow, we're going to talk more Brewers. Brewers Twins starts tomorrow. Summer League Bucks. We'll talk Bochamp tomorrow as well. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4.